All right, so it is... No, it isn't September, it's February. It's February 7, 2023. Today we're taking a look at this very controversial question. Are some celebrities involved in conspiracies? Yes, now, we'll scroll to this thread right here. This is the main one we're looking at here. This was a thread on Conspiracy No Poll. It was posted a couple of days ago. There's already 84 replies. And there's quite a few controversial celebrity theories in there. So we'll take a look at the theories that have been put forward in that particular thread. And we will take a look at some other theories, some of my personal favorites, actually. And I will be reading out your comments from the live stream chat. So who is in there right now? We've got a few people already. Nathan Oakley, Tinkle Tink, Infinite Plane Society, Osher 06, Mizelle, Maddie 33 Guys, get your questions and comments coming through. I'll read them live as we go through this presentation. And who knows, maybe some people will pop in during the show as well. If you're on the JLB Discord, feel free to pop in and say hello if you like. Just beware that we are live on the air, going all around the world here at johnlebon.com and the John Lebon YouTube channel. So let's start off with a bit of fun, shall we? This is one of my personal favorite celebrity conspiracy videos or dramas of all time. This is from about six years ago. Take a look at this. Could Katy Perry actually be John Bonet Ramsey? That's the bizarre conspiracy theory floating around the internet after this 2014 video resurfaced online. In the seven minute long clip, an unseen man named Dave Johnson makes a string of claims linking the pop star with John Bonet, who was murdered in 1996. John Bonet Ramsey did not die. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. That sacrifice was an in name only. And that sacrifice was to get something, and that something was to become a star. The problem is, there are a lot of holes in this story. Namely, the fact that Katie is 31, while John Bonet would only be 25 if she were still alive. And there's a record slash photos of Katie as a child. Neither Katy Perry nor the Ramsey family have spoken out on the controversial conspiracy theory. That is from Crazy Dave J. Can you believe that? So he made it into... Entertainment Tonight and into the Mirror.UK and a whole bunch of other outlets, Esquire. Quite a few outlets ran with this story back in the day. I want to take a look at this. Let's go into a bit more detail here, shall we? I'll zoom in for those of you watching at home. Of course, I do take all of these live streams the next day, rip them to MP3, edit out all of the dead air and all the problems, and then I re-upload them as MP3. So if you're listening as an MP3, don't worry, I'm going to read this to you. But if you are watching this stream, you can see this right now on your screen. This is from Mirror.co.uk. It says this, Katy Perry is really John Bonet Ramsey, claims disturbing conspiracy theory. It then says, Katy Perry has found herself at the center of an odd conspiracy theory that claims she's actually the murdered child pageant queen, John Bonet Ramsey. Goodness gracious me. Let's zoom in here for those of you watching at home. It says this, and this is from... This particular article is from March 2019. It says this, The internet is rife with odd conspiracy theories from those claiming R. Kelly's wife, Aaliyah, was killed by music bigwigs. Now, that's interesting. I didn't know Aaliyah was married to R. Kelly. I didn't know that. I remember when she died in that plane crash years and years ago. I remember that story. I didn't know that she was married to R. Kelly. And I couldn't tell you a single R. Kelly song. But I do know that in the conspiracy subculture, and maybe in the broader, the broader, you know, the normal, normal conversation, people think that R. Kelly is some kind of bad dude because he 
I know he did some bad things. I don't know if he's being convicted of them or not, but I know his kind of reputation is a bit mm, soured. But I didn't know he was associated with Aaliyah. I don't know if he was married to her. There you go. People are claiming that R. Kelly's wife was killed by music bigwigs. Then there are other theories, I'm going back to the article here, that speculate that Avril Lavigne actually died 15 years ago and was replaced by an actress. However, singer Katy Perry has found herself at the center of one of the most bizarre theories yet. According to theorists on the World Wide Web, the fireworks singer is actually murdered pageant queen John Bonet Ramsey, died in 1996. To this day, John Bonet's murder remains unsolved, but a theory, which can be found on several Reddit forums and YouTube explainers, scandalously suggests that the six-year-old's death was actually a hoax, and she was kidnapped instead, only to become Superstar Katie. And then they show an image of her from some talk show, and the image that they've taken is of her making what looks like a disgruntled or a disgusted face. So I guess they've tried to mirror what her response might be to the theories with this screenshot that they've taken from her appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. This uh, particular article continues, a video by YouTuber Crazy Dave Johnson, which amassed over 50,000 views before being removed, expands on this theory, confidently suggesting that JonBenet's parents set up her fake death, sacrificing her to the Illuminati to become a star. Then they quote Crazy Dave. It says this, JonBenet Ramsey became Katy Perry. That's a fact. The video's narrator assertively to the world on the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. It says this, the article... Flashing up images of Katie and JonBenet alongside each other, it is certainly unquestionable that they share a striking resemblance, with theories particularly highlighting their identical eyebrows. Is that true? Identical eyebrows? Really? Identical eyebrows? In another YouTube video entitled JonBenet Ramsey, Katy Perry Very Close, theorist Jungle Surfer, Jungle Surfer, some of you guys are familiar with Jungle Surfer. He's an Australian in uh, southeast Queensland, I believe. Jungle Surfer suggests that eyebrows don't change much in a person, citing this as evidence that they can't be different people. And it doesn't stop there, as the conspiracy goes on to reference how similar JonBenet's parents look to Katie's, brazenly adding... Sorry, let me, re- let me read that again. Brazenly adding proof that they are in fact the same... Of course, a huge issue with this theory is that Katie is actually double the age of John Bonet and was 12 years old when she was found dead. Well, how can you be double someone's age across time? That doesn't make any sense. Now, here is what I believe are meant to be John Bonet. In case they kind of look similar, if you wanted to. Very interesting theory, I have to say. All right, the theory points out how similar Katie's parents look to John Bonet's, plus. John Bonet's body was found by her father in the basement of their home, and a later autopsy revealed she had died from traumatic brain injury. This is a very sad story, after being strangled. Okay, so that's all I want to read from that article. That's getting very dark right now. I really don't. I mean, I find the whole crazy Dave J being in the mainstream media, I find that very amusing, but the actual John Bonet stories are rather dark. So I don't really like these kinds of stories. You know, some people, they, they're really into these stories about, you know, all these kinds of... Um, bad things that are done to children, all that QAnon stuff. I really don't like reading those kinds of uh, news stories or seeing them on TV or on YouTube or whatever because, I don't know, there's just something about it that doesn't sit well with me. But 
if Crazy Dave was here right now, he might say, yeah, but JLB, you know this Tony Ramsey thread? Well, there are some people who think that maybe John Bonet never even existed. So this is a different take on it. So you've got the Dave J take, which is that John Bonet became Katy Perry. The human vibration take is that there was no John Bonet. I know that sounds crazy. I will link to my conversation with human vibration in the show notes below. Now, let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. We've got people from all over the world leaving their comments. Let's take a look what they have to say. King TL says that human vibration brought a lot of this to light a few years back. And he loves that one. Very good. King TL then continues, JLB, for sure married to her at 14 and first album was... Oh, he's talking about uh, R. Kelly, is it? R. Kelly and the liar. And the first album was t- entitled Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Kind of kind of weird, but that runs very deep, even in Timberland and Magoo. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about this uh, Aliyah uh, Kelly thing. Alpha 4 Aka. Alpha 4 Aka says, What about female audiences and true crime? That's a very interesting question, because you know, on the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit, which I'll go to right now, there was a thread maybe two weeks ago looking at this. I'll see if I can find it on the main page. It probably isn't still on the main page. It might be. Let's go take a look, see if I can find it on the main page here at Conspiracy's subreddit. It's Conspiracy No Poll. So if you go to reddit.com, the subreddit you're looking for is Conspiracy No Poll. So it's just spelled the same as Conspiracy, but with the letters N-O-P-O-L afterward, because this is the Conspiracy subreddit that tries to avoid where it can these discussions about... You know, the blue team versus the red team was kind of nonsense. It's just a waste of time, in my personal opinion, and in the opinion of many people. Don't you worry about that. So, let's see if I can find this. Here we go. Here's a thread. It's from 25 days ago. And it says, what's the deal with the true crime genre of podcasts? It says this, I recently saw a very short but well-edited YouTube video on this topic. The truth about the true crime genre. It's only a few minutes long. You should check it out. One of the central points the dude makes is that women are the main audience for the so-called true crime podcasts. I didn't know this, but the stats check out. According to one source, 61% of the top 25 true crime podcast listeners are women. Let me me read that again. I'm struggling here. It was only a 15-minute walk from the cafe back home, but I think I, uh, I think I froze. It's like zero degrees out there. Let's try this again. 61% of the top 25 true crime podcast listeners are women, which would suggest that about 39% are men, which means of all of the listeners to these true crime podcasts, there's a 50% higher number of women than men listening to them, which is interesting. And I had no idea that was the case. It gets even more lopsided when you look at murder-specific true crime podcast stats. For example, My Favourite Murder has an audience comprised of 80% female, 20% male. And it provides a source for that claim. 80%. So for one of the most popular true crime podcasts called My Favourite Murder, the listener is 80% women, 20% men. That's four to one. That is... That's quite amazing to me. Now, some of you might say, oh, JLB, everyone knows that women... How how does everyone know that? Like, how would everyone know that? I didn't know that. If you knew that, that's great. Maybe you have friends or maybe your wife or 
girlfriend or sisters or people you work with. I don't know. Maybe you know women who listen to these podcasts. I did know of one back when I had an office job many years ago. And I'd never even heard of the true crime podcast genre until she told me that that's what she listened to. But I didn't... I mean, that's a sample size of one, so I didn't conclude from that. I didn't make any extrapolations from that, did I? But I guess it all fits in, doesn't it? But still, why would the majority, and in some cases the vast majority, of listeners to these podcasts, which are supposed to be true, they're supposed to be real stories about, ooh, this this uh, serial killer was plotting his next crime. You know, it's just, from what I can understand, a lot of these podcasts is just one dude sitting there reading through stories of serial killers or serial R-A-P-I-S-T-S or serial all kinds of uh, bad people. And that's, that's the whole podcast, just listening to a, a mainstream story of some guy hurting people. Again, why would you, why would someone, I don't know, let me know in the live stream chat comments, you tell me. Why would someone want to listen to such podcasts? And why, why is the majority of the audience women rather than men? That particular thread got, we might make that particular topic the central topic for a future podcast, but this one, we are looking at conspiracies to do with celebrities. Robert P. in the live stream chat says that Heather O'Rourke's death was stomach-turning. I don't even know who Heather O'Rourke is, and I probably don't want to know based on that comment. Tinkle Tinkle says, you've seen one fake death, you've seen the world, you'd like to think so, but a lot of people... They uh, they seem to be awake to some things, but completely oblivious to others. And on that note, let's go back and take a look at this thread that we were looking at just a moment ago. This is Celebrity Conspiracies, and it was posted by the Reddit user ElectricVibes2222. And it says this, let's zoom in for those of you who are watching at home. It says this, my favorite celebrity conspiracies, Heather O'Rourke death. I honestly don't know anything about that, guys. Natalie Wood death. Again, I know nothing about it. Marilyn Monroe death. Did she supposedly die from a drug overdose? I don't know. Princess Diana death. Oh, now you're talking my language, because language, that's a very interesting one. And of course, we've had the whole Harry and Meghan thing going on for the last couple of months. That has been a big topic. I've made a couple of videos about that over at johnthebond.com. Was Michael Jackson a P-E-D-O? You know, I saw an interesting thread... Was it on Conspiracy No Poll or the main Conspiracy subreddit? I can't remember now. It was one of those two. Someone pointed out that what you think you know about the allegations against Michael, you probably don't even know the official story. Because it turns out that one of the key witnesses or complainants, or whatever the word is, recanted their story or said it was all fake or something. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I went and clicked on the links and... Yeah, sure enough, even according to the official story, Michael didn't do it. From what I could gather from those particular links. Now, I haven't looked into it that far, but I, w- I just accepted that that was, you know, that Wacko J.K. had done it, but, you know, his music was pretty good, so you kind of compartmentalize these things, don't you? I, I had no idea that even according to the official story, the dude was innocent. Not the official official story. I mean, as in, if you just piece it together for yourself based on what happened after, uh, what happened after the, the so-called trial or court case, whatever it was, Wacko Jacko didn't do it. Which for me is good news. If it turns out that Wacko Jacko did nothing wrong, I'm happy to hear that. Same as if I find out that a supposed uh, bombing or shooting might not have happened. For me, this is good news. I'm happy to hear it. But some people, they get so angry, don't they? What? You don't believe in... Insert event that we can't say, because we might get 
kiboshed. They're like, what? You don't believe in that? And then they treat you like you're the bad guy. It's like, bro, I'm giving you good news. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. This is good news. Not to them, because they're emotionally invested in the death, you see. We live in what some people might call this world, or at least the Western society, I can't speak for others, but certainly the Western, the Anglosphere, if we can just put it like that, and probably many other parts of the world as well. I can only speak to the ones that I can actually read there mainstream media and see what the people talk about it seems that people live in a death cult they actually enjoy these stories of death they actually enjoy them they enjoy oh, what there's been an earthy stuff i prefer to believe that nobody died nobody got hurt yeah yeah boy now beyonce had a surrogate for her baby is one of the conspiracies being put forward by electric vibes 2222 fake avril lavigne there's a fake avril lavigne they then continue i know there's some lady gaga conspiracies as far as her taking someone's identity well, I heard a theory many years ago, back in 2015, I want to say, so we're going back, what's that, eight years now, goodness gracious me, that Lady Gaga is in fact Amy Winehouse. They say I need to go to rehab. Well, I'm saying no, no, no. And then, of course, things didn't pan out for her, according to the official story. This is Amy Winehouse we're talking about. Next thing you know, out comes the fame monster from Lady Gaga. Some people believe, this is no word of a lie, some people believe that Lady Gaga is in fact Amy Winehouse. Can you believe that? They then continue the fappening being released. That was a few years ago now, the fappening. Who were the celebrities whose images were leaked? I can't even remember. I never really got into that one. But I do remember it. It was a few years ago now. Time just flies, doesn't it? What do you guys know about these? Which ones did I miss? Says Electric Vibes 2222. So we're going to come back and take a look at some of the responses. So that particular you know, poll. But first, let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Lots of people from all over the world, about 30 watching live as we speak. JT33 is in the room. Let's see. Infinite Plane Society says that Heather O'Rourke is obviously pink. I don't know if he's being serious or he's just mucking around. King Teal says that Beyonce did have a funny pregnant belly. I think there was a pic of it back then. Well, you know what? I am nothing, if not interested, in these crazy theories. So why don't we go and take a look? I'm going to Google right now, Beyonce pregnant. And I misspelled it, but it doesn't really matter. They can auto-correct that, can't they? All right, let's take a look at this. For those of you watching at home, I'm, for those of you listening onto the MP3, I'm sorry, you can't see the images. But that's okay, I'll describe them to you. And we'll just spend a couple minutes on this and then get back to the conversation. There's one image there that looks like she is pregnant. I don't, I'm no expert on what pregnant lady bodies look like, but that doesn't seem, I mean, you guys tell me at home, those of you watching the live stream, you tell me, is there anything suspicious about this image? I'm not, not too sure. That looks like a very, is there something wrong with that image? I can't, I mean, of course, they can fake any image, of course, but if we just take this image as being a legitimate photo of Beyonce at the time that she was alleged or supposed to have been pregnant, What's wrong with that image? I don't, I don't, I personally don't see a problem, but uh, what the hell would I know? Let's take a look at another image then, shall we? Ooh, this one's a little bit risque, isn't it? Again, uh, the belly. I, is that, is that not what a pregnant belly is supposed to look like? How would I know? Then we've got another one over here. Looks like she's got a bun in the oven to me. Now this one is very bizarre. Looks like she's packing triplets in there. Doesn't it? Is that even Beyonce? It is, supposedly. Hmm, interesting. 
What else have we got? What a very bizarre image is in. I've said it many times, I'll say it many times more. What the hell would I know? Alrighty, well I think we've given that one enough attention. You tell me in the live stream chat, do you see any problem with these photos? I personally cannot see what the issue is. But, oh here we go. Grammys. There's Beyonce holding up two Grammys and she's got the big belly going on. Or is that is that pregnant belly or is she just sort of not taking care of herself anymore? Ooh, this one's interesting. You guys tell me in the live stream chat. In fact, I'm going to read those comments right now. Ms. L says her belly deflated when she sat down on a talk show, allegedly. Hmm? That's news to me. News to me. All right. So we'll move on to the comments that were left on Conspiracy No Poll. Once again, for those of you who don't use Reddit, I do understand it's got a bit of a bad reputation these days because most of the threads, most of the uh, subreddits are full of what used to be called social justice warriors, although it just seems like anyone un under the age of about, I don't know, 25, 30. At a certain age, they just, they're all that way now, aren't they? With a very rare exception from what I can tell. And it, the trend is your friend. If you want to know the future, just look at the trend. The trend is that the youngsters are just going to be more and more indoctrinated with this social justice warrior nonsense. It's not their fault. They don't know any better. All they know is what they've been taught in school and they think they've been taught well. The previous generations weren't as educated and open-minded and progressed. This thread and conspiracy no poll comes to us from Indrid Coldwave. It says this. It is absolutely true. Oh, no, that's from a different thread. Sorry, folks. Let's go to conspiracy no poll. This is the thread. Celebrity conspiracies, which is, of course, meant to be the topic of the conversation tonight. So the top reply comes to us from Creamy Spud. Creamy Spud, what is his name? Paul McCartney. Now, this is the theory that one or more of the Beatles were replaced. I don't claim to know too much about that one. I've heard it, obviously. Don't claim to know too much about it. Although I do know that over at Fakeologist.com, one of the resident musicians is a guy who goes by the name Tom. Tommy Delpra. And he says that the fake Beatles theory is crazy. He says there's too much talent required to sing and play guitar, and you can see footage of the so-called fake Beatles doing that. He's like, you can't just fake that talent. You can't just replace a real musician and put a fake one in there and get away with these live performances. He says the theory's bunkum. But I don't know. What do I know? All right, Ducky from Kentucky. Ducky from Kentucky says... This is from Conspiracy No Poll, by the way, the best subreddit on Reddit, if you ask me, although I might be a little bit biased, let's be honest. Ducky from Kentucky writes, for some music-related content, and he leaves a link to Center for MedAmerica. Center? No, Center for Informed America. And it's a link to a website called the Center for Informed America. We can zoom in so those of you watching at home can read along if you so wish. It says, inside the LC, the strange but mostly true story of Laurel Canyon and the birth of the hippie generation by Dave McGowan. Now, Dave McGowan, he wrote this book. What's it called? The Secrets of Laurel Canyon or Creepy Laurel Canyon, something like that. He wrote a whole book dedicated to this idea that a lot of the, the big bands from the, was it the 60s and the 70s, thereabouts, they had ties to the US military and US intelligence. I can't... Is it, is it the guy from The Doors? Was it his father who was a... I think he was a Navy 
He was a high-ranking Navy official. Might have even been the captain of a boat of a big U.S. warship. Was he a was he a captain? Was he a lieutenant? I don't know. Highly ranked dude. Was he an admiral? No, he wasn't an admiral, was he? I don't think he was an admiral. Oh, well. You know, there's lots of people double-checking this. Who? Who's double-checking anything? Who is double-checking anything? So they can tell you that millions of people died in the Vietnam conflict. They can tell you that tens of thousands of troops were lost. Or They can tell you that. And maybe they're telling the truth. I don't know. But I'm going to have to auto-hoax this one. And every story they tell me for the rest of time. It's that simple. That's how I roll here at JohnTheBond.com. Yeah, yeah, boy. Let's go to the live stream chat, see what people have to say for themselves right now. Now, they're saying it's buffering. This is bad news. Let's see. Is it still buffering, guys? Let me know. Had some scissors back up. Guys, I'm sorry. My internet's been playing up today. What's going on here? What if I change my internet to my... I've got, I've got three options here, but I really don't like messing around with them. Let's see if my other option comes up. Apologize for that. Uh, you probably lost me talking about Donald Rumsfeld. But anyhow, the point I was making was, if you go back and look at the stories that we've been told by the government and by the media about war or about the boogeymen, about the conflicts, about the casualties, about the weapons, and you realize that they told a whole bunch of massive lies and nobody got in a shred of trouble for it. And today the masses don't even care. Most of them don't even remember any of this. Why would you assume that the truth is being told or if it isn't being told that someone's going to Go and double-check anything. No one's double-checking anything, folks. Nobody is double-checking anything. At all. Okay? And that's why I don't trust the mainstream media anymore. Okay, so the stream is back online. I do apologize once again, folks, for the buffering issues. Every now and then, the internet... And it's not the internet's fault here. I've got very good internet here. For some reason, my laptop and router do not get along. My laptop is fine when I'm at the cafe. And my router is fine when I use my phone. But when I use my laptop and the home router together, they just don't seem to get along all the time, which is a bit of a pain. But anyhow, so we were looking at this story about Laurel Canyon. What I think Dave McGowan was about to say is that the Admiral, who was involved in this uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident, just happened to be the father of a very famous and popular musician back in the... 70s or thereabouts, maybe in the 60s even, 60s or 70s, something like that. Which band was it? Was it The Doors? You know what, I'm going to see if I can search for The Doors in this. Ah, there we go. One of the earliest Laurel Canyon sunset strip scene, one of the earliest on that scene, is Jim Morrison, the enigmatic lead and singer of The Doors. Jim will quickly become one of the most iconic, controversial, critically acclaimed, and influential figures to take up residence in Laurel Canyon. Curiously enough, though, the self-proclaimed Lizard King has another claim to fame as well, albeit one that none of his numerous chroniclers will feel is of much relevance to his career, and possibly his untimely death. He is the son, as it turns out, of the aforementioned Admiral George Stephen Morrison. So the lead singer from The Doors is the son of the Admiral who was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin incident. And he happened to live, at least for a period, at Laurel Canyon where a number of other famous musicians and celebrities were residing for a period of time. Now, I've never read Dave McGowan's book, but I've heard enough about it. I think the idea is that for one reason or another, 
some military and intelligence families. Their children or their family members moved to Laurel Canyon and associated with one another and were involved in a particular kind of counterculture. But the question is, how counter was that culture? Or was this some kind of psychological operation, for want of a better term? And instead of being the counterculture, they were in fact pushing the new progressive culture of one type or another. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, I think is the general gist of where this goes. So let's go back now to the Conspiracy No Pole subreddit, the thread talking about celebrity conspiracies. The next highest voted reply to the OP was from admins wanna ban me. Interesting username, admins wanna ban me. And it says that Avicii was killed. Avicii? I don't know much about Avicii. Although I know that his name comes up in that song. I took a pill with Avicii to... Sh- no, no, I took a pill in a pizza to show Avicii I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but... Bugger it, it was something to do. I'm living in LA. I drive a sports car just to prove <laughs> that I'm a real big baller and I made a million dollars and I spent it on girls and shoes. But you don't want to be high like me. Never really known why I like me. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck up on that stage with me. Stuck up on that stage with me. Oh, I know. A sad song. All right, let's get back to these comments. A sad song, darling. Great song, that one. Who's that one by? I forget. Who sings that one? The one that I was just doing no justice to. All right, so what nothing works. What the nothing works. Some very interesting usernames in here, isn't there? Says, there's a few things that make it seem plausible. This is referring to this Avicii uh, issue. Uh, Avicii being killed rather than killing himself or dying from a drug overdose or whatever the story with him happens to be. In fact, what is the official story with Avicii? Let's go and find out, shall we? Avicii, known professionally as... No, Tim Bergling, known professionally as Avicii, was a Swedish DJ, remixer, and popular producer. At the age of 16, he began posting his remixes on electronic forums, which led to his first record deal. He rose to prominence in 2011 with his single Levels. He had a chart-topping album with the track Wake Me Up. I don't know that song. I'm sure if, I'm sure if I played it, which I won't right now because of copyright issues, of course, but I'm sure if I played it, I probably heard it. But none of this really rings a bell to me. He worked with David Quetta, who was huge back in the day. He retired from touring in 2016 after several years of stress and poor mental health. So at 2016, how old was he? He would have been 27 at that age. Still such a young man. On April 20, 2018, he committed suicide while on holiday in Musket. That's in Oman, apparently. Wow, how about that? So in 2018, when he was just 29 years old, he supposedly and heroed himself. That's a very sad story. I would prefer to believe that he faked his death and is now enjoying life out of the public limelight. I'd prefer to believe that. Now, I've got no evidence that that's the case. I've also got no evidence that the truth, that the official story is true. So I guess, you know, if I was in the presence of one of his big fans or family, I would say nothing because you don't want to say anything that could be 
misconstrued as somehow offensive or uh, taken as offensive. But in my mind, this guy on your screen right here, I'd prefer to believe he's currently just enjoying life under a different name. And, you know, he'll struggle with his mental health, apparently. You know, the, can you imagine what the limelight does to people? You know what I'm trying to say? Even just being a, a Z-grade, quasi-e-celeb in the truth scene, where 99.999999% of the world have never even heard of you and never will hear of you. Even this can be a bit of an up and down ride, let me tell you. And I'm a nobody. I'm just like you guys. Whereas this dude was traveling the world and was probably being offered all kinds of fun activities, both of the chemical and the physical variety, if I can put it like that. Everywhere he goes, people wanted to know him. People, you know, people pretending to be his friend or wanting things from him. And hard to know who's your real friend who really cares about you for you. Are you just being nice to me? Do you just want to be with me because I'm a celebrity? Or do you really care about me? Does anybody care about me? Or do you just care about the music and about the parties and the fun? I've got no idea, guys. I've never been a celebrity. Probably never will, I would uh, imagine. But I would only guess that it would be uh, tough at times. So if he did have these mental health issues, which could be a hoax, I don't know, but let's just say he was, he might have decided, you know what? Easy just to exit stage left and fake a death. That's possible, I don't know. Or maybe he was killed, as suggested by our friend here, What the Nothing Works, at Conspiracy No Poll, the subreddit. Now, if you're just joining us late, by the way, folks, Conspiracy No Poll is a subreddit, has about 60,000 subscribers, only gets a few new posts per day, some days only one new post, some days a few, gets quite a few new comments every day, the discussions are usually very detailed, there's all kinds of theories being posted there, and today we're taking a look at this crazy theory that some celebrities, their deaths were faked or were staged or they did die, but it wasn't who we were told, was a wacko jacko really doing bad things with young people? Did Beyonce really have a baby or did she have a surrogate? People ask the same questions about Megan from Harry and Megan. Yes, they do. They ask if that was all faked. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any more than you guys. This is not a topic I claim to know very much about. So let's see what reasons What the Nothing Works gives for thinking that Avicii was killed. It wasn't a suicide. He was knocked off. Maybe he was revealing too much truth about the flat earth, some might say. And by the way, guys, that was a joke. So if you're new here and you're like, oh, no, is JLB a flat earther? Just relax. No, I'm not. Oh, but JLB, you hosted the Baller Skeptic Roundtable back in 2015. You interviewed all the big names in flat earth. How can you say that you're not a flat earther when you hosted the Baller Skeptic Roundtable? Well, the answer is because I was and still am a Baller Skeptic. That part remains. You don't have to be a flat earther, though. And there's a few very big problems with the flat earth belief system, in my personal opinion. However, if I meet someone who believes we live on a giant spinning ball going around the sun, that's fine. As long as they're happy with that belief, that doesn't bother me. If I meet someone who believes the earth is flat, that's fine. As long as they're happy, it's not a big deal to me. Even if I don't agree with them, it's totally cool. It's not a big deal. We don't have to get triggered by this stuff. So let's read the rest of this comment from What the Nothing Works about Avicii. He says that the reason why some people believe Avicii was killed is because he was putting information out about human trafficking, of course. You can't release information about the human traffickers, folks, or else they'll take care of you, allegedly. One of the last music videos that Avicii put out was basically kids breaking out 
and taking revenge on the handlers. And I think he may have been working on a documentary or something about it at the time of his death. This is all news to me, folks. The circumstances around his death are also very odd. He was said to have committed suicide with a glass shard. I did not know any of this. And I believe it was from a wine or liquor bottle and that he had been drinking before he allegedly killed himself. So he killed himself, this is the official story, with a glass shard. That reminds me of, what was the name of that episode of Black Mirror? Was it one million credits? Five million credits? Something like that. Remember how the the truth dude, he threatens to kill himself with a glass shard. He gets given his own TV show twice a week or three times a week. And he gets given a much better abode, a much better living arrangement. He goes, you guys know what the episode I'm talking about? In fact, I'm going to look it up right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before I do, let's play this clip one more time. For those of you joining us late, one of my three truth uncles. I've got three truth uncles, you see. They're all in their 50s. Let me think. Abby's 56, I think. Dave J would be into his 50s by now, I would imagine. And then who else? Marcus Allen is in his mid-50s. Yeah, they're all mid-50s. Or Dave might be early 50s. I'm not sure. Dave will have to correct me. But they're all, you know, what people call middle-aged. They've all been in the game for a long time, longer than me. I think Ab's been here since 2012, so that's about 11 years. Marcus Allen, maybe before that even, maybe 15 years. Maybe even longer than that. And Crazy Dave has been here probably for that long as well. So they've all been here longer than me. And they've all helped me on my little journey, all three of these people. And I call them my, my truth uncles. That's not to say I agree with everything they say, because I certainly do not. It's not to say that I even endorse necessarily their overall shtick, because that is a separate issue. But I do appreciate all three of them. And one of my three crazy truth uncles is Crazy Dave J. And he made it into the mainstream press a few years ago with this. Could Katy Perry actually be John Bonet? That's the bizarre conspiracy theory floating around the internet after this 2014 video resurfaced online. In the seven minute long clip, an unseen man named Dave Johnson makes a string of claims linking the pop star with John Bonet, who was murdered in 1996. John Bonet Ramsey did not die. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. That sacrifice was an in name only, and that sacrifice was to get something, and that something was to become. A star. The problem is there are a lot of holes in this story, namely the fact that Katie is 31 while John Bonet would only be 25 if she were still alive. And there's a record slash photos of Katie as a child. Neither Katy Perry nor the Ramsey family have spoken out on the controversial conspiracy theory. Nope, they haven't spoken out. Or at least they hadn't at that time. That was a few years ago. So let's get back to the fun then. The comments coming through... The glass shard. Oh, yeah, I was going to look up that episode. Black Mirror. Mmm. Credits. This will do the trick, I'm sure. 15 million merits. Okay, I was close enough. You know the episode I'm talking about? All the Black Mirror fans out there. Now, am I a Black Mirror fan? No. I've only seen, I think, maybe six episodes, thereabouts. Maybe six or seven. Five or six. And the reason I've never really gotten into the show is because it's so freaking depressing. I find Black Mirror such a depressing show. It really is, including this episode. 15 million merits. 15, but we'll talk about this episode because it's relevant here. Take a look at this first. Now, if you haven't seen it, then uh, I've already spoiled it for you. At least part of it. But here's what happens. So 15 million merits is the second episode of the first series of the British science fiction anthology series Black Mirror. 
First out on Channel 4 on 11 December 2011. Goodness gracious me, that's more than 12 years ago. Set in a world where most of society must cycle on exercise bikes in order to earn a currency called merits, their, um, their metaphors are rather blunt in this episode, but that's okay. Or, or are they blunt? Maybe some people didn't pick up on the fact it was metaphorical. All the work of drones are just sitting there cycling, going nowhere. Just like your average drone in the world today. They wake up, they go to work, they come home. Some of them take out a mortgage. Some of them pay off the mortgage. A lot of them never even pay off the mortgage. They refinance here or they get taken to court by the missus and the kids there. And they, for all their work, what have they got to show for it? Just a few million merits, at best. For a life uh, spinning on the treadmill. They could have been a bit more blunt. They could have had the characters, instead of being on cycles, on giant hamster wheels. They could have been a bit more blunt with the the metaphor or the analogy, whatever the word is for it. See, metaphors and analogies are different things. But for some reason, I was confused, which is more appropriate in which context. But language, as long as you're saying things that people understand, that's the most important thing about language. So you know what I'm trying to say? In this particular episode, the analogy or the metaphor, the symbolism of the human's cycling to nowhere, watching nonsense on their telescreens, is like the average human today. Just cycling through jobs, cycling through workmates, hobbies, TV shows, fast food. (laughs) Going absolutely nowhere. But they're happy, folks. The masses are happy. Many of them are much happier than me, from what I can tell. So anyway, this is set in a world where most of society must cycle on exercise bikes in order to earn their currency called merits. Not to be confused with US dollar bills. The episode tells a story of Bing, who meets Abby, and he convinces her to participate in a talent show, not too dissimilar to uh, So You Think You Can Dance or America's Got Talent or uh, The Voice or this kind of thing. The episode was inspired by Huck's idea that her technology-obsessed husband, Brooker, would be happy in a room covered by screens. A lot of people would. That was the, I guess Huck was the, uh, the person who wrote this episode. 15 Million Merits incorporates elements of dystopian fiction, science fiction, and drama, and offers commentary on capitalism. Anyhow, so what happens is, one dude, he's not very happy with the system. So he goes on to this talent show. He spends all of his credits to get on the talent show in front of presumably millions of people watching live. And he pulls out a glass shard and threatens to kill himself unless people listen to him. So they say, okay, well, listen. And he holds the shard to his neck and he says, this whole society, I'm just paraphrasing his general gist here. It's barely in a paraphrasing. It's more of a uh, retelling of what he tried to communicate. He's like, this whole society is messed up. You know, you guys all come here and judge people. And uh, you guys all watch on and as people make fools of themselves. And everybody lives in these little boxes now. And life is so artificial and everything's fake. And this life is this life is terrible. And I've had enough of it. And you guys should have had enough of it. And we shouldn't be happy living like this. Blah, blah, blah. Then Anyway, the judges just sit there and they're like... That's bloody brilliant. You know what? The things that you're saying, I think a lot of us feel the same way. I'm going to offer you a contract. And you can do a show three times a week. And tell us these truths. And then he gets upgraded from his little box that he lives in, that everybody lives in a little box. And having to work on the treadmill. Now all he has to do is sit there two or three times a week and talk about the truth. And he gets a much better lifestyle. And I sit there and I watch this episode and I... Look over my balcony from my 
slightly larger box than the one I was used to back in the day. As I sit here and speak about what I think is the truth of the matter. No longer having to work my shitty office job to pay the bills. And I think to myself, well... Was Shard Guy onto something, after all? Was he onto something? Was he wrong to take the offer? Because there he is railing against the system. He's saying, listen, this is bullshit, motherfucker. This is crap. Look at us. Living as rats on hamster wheels, going to jobs we generally don't like, to earn money to impress people we generally don't like, buying things we generally do not need, getting older day by day. What's the point of all of this? Nobody really knows what's going on or why we're here. It just seems like it's all so artificial, almost like we've been bred to be here. And I'm sick of it. And they say, you know what, mate? That's bloody brilliant. We're going to offer you a contract. And all you've got to do for the rest of your days is just speak your truths three times a week. You don't even have to work like the masses do anymore. Just speak the truth and you'll be taken care of, son. And at the end of the episode... He's leading a much better life because he's got a much bigger box to live in. Has it really changed the system? Of course not. Is him speaking the truth going to change the system? Of course not. But his life seems to have gotten better. In some ways. And he gets to speak his truth. That's a crazy dystopian future. I wonder if that will ever come to pass in the real life. I wonder if anybody will ever do anything like that. In the real world, I ponder. Now where were we? Oh yes. We were reading the live stream chat comments. 40 people watching from around the world. All right. So just scrolling back here. So apparently for five minutes, this stream cut out. Now, what that means is that if you listen to this on an MP3, you're not going to hear the, the cutout. It'll just cut from, like, it'll just go from me talking about one topic to another. So I apologize for that. This generally should not happen too often going forward, but it was bound to happen eventually in this series, and it's happened on the third episode of the Conspiracy No Poll Review. This is episode number three, by the way. Today we're taking a look at celebrity conspiracies. Celebrity conspiracies. It is February 7, 2023. I'm JLB Kamsi from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. We'll get back to the comments from the subreddit in just a moment, but first, let's read these comments coming to us from the live stream chat. Thank you, everybody, for letting me know about that little breakdown that we had from the uh, from the stream. So we've got in the house, Jow is in there. Giggy Abby Lynn says Rumsfeld. Yeah, I was talking about how Rumsfeld, I'll see if I can find the clip later. I, th- I think it's off YouTube, but I've got a copy of it. And you can find it on other, at least back in the past, you could find it on other YouTube, uh, you know, similar websites. And Rumsfeld's sitting there talking about this underground bunker Supposedly, Osama bin Laden or Al-Qaeda had in their possession. And the guy he's talking to is like, he's, he's looking at this diagram of this like multi-story underground bunker. He's like, it's got air conditioning, vents, a ventilation system, uh, communication systems, uh, room for vehicles and even tanks. It's a very sophisticated operation. And then Donald Rumsfeld says in reply, oh, you bet. And there's not one of those. There are many of those. Can you believe it? All right, so Noel Watson says that Avicii did a video about child trafficking. I didn't know that. And then apparently he cut his own throat. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I kind of wish I didn't know that. Luckily for me, I can auto-hoax it and believe that he's off living a happy, peaceful life somewhere. 
outside of the public eye. Alrighty, who else have we got here? King TL says that Posner, oh that's right, it was Posner who sang that song, you know, that, um, I took a pill in a, in a pizza to show Avicii I was cool. The King TL says he thought that I was reading something at first. Oh no, those lyrics come from, they come straight from my mind. Uh, I've never been a celebrity, never even close, so I don't think I will. I don't even know if I ever wanted to be a celebrity, even as a kid. Apparently kids these days all want to be celebrities. I did want to be a sports, like a, a professional sportsman when I was a kid. I wanted to be good at football or cricket, but I realized at a pretty young age I probably wasn't going to be uh, good enough to make it to the top levels. Even though I kept on playing, I loved playing sport and uh, I miss it so much. But I would have loved to have been a professional sportsman. But I don't think for the star factor, I think I just wanted to get paid money to play sport. That would have been awesome. But I don't think I wanted to be a celebrity. And I don't pretend to know what it's like to be a celebrity. But this idea of the highs and the lows and the, the being on stage thing. I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity, like I said. But just this idea of having people watch you and listen to you and they... They, they, some of them love you and some of them hate you, don't they? And some of them, when they meet you, they treat you like a brother. Some of them, they send you these nasty messages and say all kinds of horrible things and they pretend like they're tough guys. Ooh, if you said that to me, yeah, what would you do? If I said to you in real life that nobody died, nobody got hurt, what would you do? Tough guy? Nothing. These idiots, tough guys on the internet. But there's a lot of them. And so you sort of take the good with the bad, don't you? And uh, you make a video, you put it out on the internet. It gets seen by 500 people, 1,000 people, in some cases, hundreds of thousands. My video about the Arena Grande shooting from 2017, I think that was, got seen by 700,000 people officially before they stopped the counter. Who knows how many people saw that? Put out this content, I said crazy things, like I don't believe in wingless missiles flying parallel to the ground. Even a lot of so-called awake people like, oh, JLB, you've gone too far with this one. You know what I mean? What? How could they fake... What do you mean there's no history more than a few hundred years old, JLB? What are you talking about? You've gone too far this time, you know what I mean? People get these ideas about you, and sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes you find yourself sitting there on a balcony in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And you find yourself thinking, man, I've chosen the lonely road, haven't I? It's a very lonely road that I've chosen. And again, I'm not a celebrity, not even close. We all know that. But I wonder, do some of these celebrities feel the same way? If they reach a certain level of success, they're like, well, these people listen to my music, but would they really listen to me? Only if I told them what they wanted to hear. So these people who treat me so well, are they treating me well? Are they treating what they think I am well? If all the money disappeared tomorrow, if all the fandom, if all the stardom disappeared, who would I be? Who am I? Who are you? Maybe some of these celebrities get very philosophical at times. I don't know. I don't know. You don't want to be high like me. Never really known why I like me. You don't want to be stuck up on that stage with me. Yes, indeed. Goodness gracious me. Man, that song takes me back. It's got a great film clip too, doesn't it, that one? That's the one where he's, he's got that, um, he's like a paper mache head. I don't know if it's really, um, Pod Wazoo when he's looking at his hands. I was like, whoa, having a good time. Having a good time. Yeah, yeah, boy. Drugs are bad, I'm going. You shouldn't do drugs because drugs are bad. And if you do drugs, then you'll be bad. So don't do drugs. Man, I saw this thread on the front page of Reddit, okay? Not Reddit conspiracy, not Reddit conspiracy, no poll. The front page of Reddit yesterday. And I think it was the third top result, okay? The third top result was from Reddit 
United Kingdom or Reddit UK or you know something to do with the UK. Okay, this is the front page of Reddit, folks. Third top result, thousands of comments, tens of thousands of votes. You know what this thread was about? Has cocaine gotten out of hand in England? And then the OP wrote a story about how, oh, they were out at a beer garden somewhere or something. And they just saw people snorting lines off the table, not even going to the bathroom to do it, just doing it at the table in front of everybody. Right? And they're like, you know, back in my day, back in my day, we used to go to the bathroom stalls. We were discreet about it. These days, the kids are just snorting lines from the tables in front of everybody. And then the replies were basically a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, yep, that's how it is in England now. And I was like, really? Because I was in England a few months ago, and in fairness, I didn't go to too many beer gardens or nightclubs. In fact, I didn't go to any. But uh, next time I go, I want to know where these bars are, just to see... If, I want to see it with my own eyes. Is it true that people are just doing lines of coke off the tables? I just want to go there to investigate, as a skeptic, just to see if this story is true. Not to partake in any of these illicit activities, of course. I wouldn't dream of such a thing. I just want to see, is this true? That in the England nightlife these days, people are just racking up lines off the tables in front of everybody else. Is that just what they do? And, okay, Reddit is not... You can't trust everything that you read on Reddit, of course. And just because a, a comment or a particular narrative is being supported by all the top replies doesn't mean the story is true, of course, folks. But for whatever it's worth, the replies were all along the lines of, yeah, that's just how it is. Just coke is everywhere now in England. And I was like, that's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And I thought, how many, how many replies will I have to read before someone mentions what the going rate is for this illicit substance? And I think somebody said 120 quid a gram, which is significantly cheaper than what I've read in Australia. No doubt, better quality as well. So yeah, if you're working a job in London, especially if you're working in finance or something, you're probably making enough money to, to get involved in those kinds of bad and okay activities. Not me though, folks. I make bugger all cash. I couldn't afford to do it if I wanted to, and I don't want to. Because drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad. Although I would, if I was in a beat, if I was in a beta, and I was in the presence of Avicii, and he said, "Hey, man, if you want to be cool, you've got to do this pill." I'd be like, "Well, I'm in a beta, and I want to show Avicii that I'm cool. I've got the rest of his story sorted out. Time to prove to Avicii that I'm a cool dude." By swallowing this pill. Yeah, yeah, boy. What the hell am I talking about here, folks? Let's go back to the live stream comments. People probably thinking, yeah, JLB, he's, he must have had a bit to drink today. Maybe he's on something today. Well, you might think that, folks, but today is day 30 of complete sobriety for me. And by complete sobriety, I mean no alcohol or other mind-bending substances. Just a couple of coffees a day. Which I think is too much. I usually do one coffee a day. Usually. But for the last two weeks... I'm going to admit it, I've been doing two coffees a day. And it does send me a little bit loopy. Now, some of you are like, oh, JLB, I do five coffees a day. I do five coffees before I get out of bed. Yeah, that's cool. I think caffeine is one of those drugs that your body gets very, uh, it's very good at building tolerance to. So if you're somebody like me who, like, quite legitimately tries to never do more, not, no, I shouldn't say never, tries to rarely do more than two cups of coffee, to then suddenly go to two a day is pretty full on. And it does make me a little bit loopy. So, yeah, I'm not, when I say completely sober, I'm not off the caffeine. But I'm off the booze. And I was not on the, the other stuff. I mean, I know many of you watching or listening right now around the world here at JohnTheBond.com and the JohnTheBond YouTube channel. I know many of you are indulging in some, some herbal remedies, as it were, which is very illegal these days. It's legal. 
across places like Canada and various states in America. Is it legal in New Zealand? I can't remember. Lots of places where it's legal these days. I know it's very popular. Me personally, I'm not a big fan of that particular thing. For my own reasons. So, no, every night I go to be, every night that I go to bed, I'm just, it's just me. No drunkenness, no high as a kite or stoned. Just me. Just me and my voice in my head. And I have to say, I'm much happier with that voice in my head these days because when I have been drinking a little bit, I get some negative voices up there. Too much, uh, too much anxiety, hypochondria, all kinds of bad things. But 30 days sober, I'm feeling good and I'm planning to go right through to March 11. And then on March 11, which is a very significant day for reasons that many of you know, I might pop open a bottle of champers if the occasion calls for it. I'm not sure. We will see. But nope, if you're thinking, man, Joby sounds crazy tonight. This is what sobriety does to me, folks. It uh, sends me to very strange places. Yes, indeed. I got an email. In fact, the guy who sent me the email might be listening. Either live or on delay. Now, this guy sends terrific emails, and he's given me a couple of suggestions over the years for topics to cover. And thanks to him, I was inspired to go and cover them and produce what I thought was very good content and got excellent replies at johnlebond.com, excellent response at johnlebond.com. So I do appreciate the comments that this guy sends through and the emails he sends through. But I got an interesting one a couple of weeks ago. And it basically said words to the effect of, JLB, good on you for just taking this short sabbatical from the drinking. But the truth is, I think your content is more fun when you've been drinking. It's, I think he said it's more honest, which I found strange. Yeah, and he said it was more fun to listen to. And he said to me, next time you do get on the drink, make sure you record something. Because that's the stuff I look forward to. And I'm just paraphrasing the general gist of what he was saying. And I was like, well, I know his message comes from a good place. But by crikey, man, if you wanted to enable someone's drinking, tell them, listen, man, I like your old stuff better than your new stuff. I like your old drunken stuff better than your new sober stuff. You know what I mean? That'd be the way to go about it. But I knew that the message was not intended to be read that way, and I do appreciate the message. But yeah, imagine someone saying that to you. Yeah, man, listen, your sober stuff, look, it's all right. You know, I don't mind it, but I prefer JLB when he's had a couple of frothies. I'm like, well, listen, you're not the only one. A lot of us do. Sober JLB is a little bit more boring, isn't he? Let's be honest. Let's not kid ourselves. But every now and then, man, you've got to give your mind, body, and spirit a rest. You know what I'm trying to say? You've got to do it. Well, you, I mean, you don't have to. People like me have to. Otherwise, we can find ourselves 10 kilos overweight and thinking, what have I done to myself? I need to get back on the get back on the wagon. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right, let's go and read some more comments from the live stream chat. All righty. Giggy Abby Lynn says, poor Cappy. He's not really dead. Hope he's not really dead. Cappy. Is that, was that Colin Kaepernick? Or was he the guy who kneeled? Who's the guy who kneeled and then started this whole kneeling thing a few years ago in the NFL? I need to brush up on my American pop and sports culture knowledge, don't I? I'm freaking hopeless here. All right, so David White says something very interesting. He says that Morrison died the same day as his dad's ship was decommissioned. Now, if that is true, that's pretty full on. If that is true. What he's saying is that Morrison died the same day that the ship that was involved in the Cold for Tonkin incident was taken out of service. So in other words, the character was taken out of service the same day as the ship was taken out of service. Now, that would be quite a coincidence, wouldn't it? Alrighty. 
Jow asked me, happy life in Antarctica. Well, I'm not living in Antarctica. I'm living in a little place called Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And I don't know what the temperature is outside, but I forgot to take my gloves with me today. Because during the daytime, it's still, you know, I don't know, five degrees or six degrees. It's not too bad. But on the walk home from the cafe, I stayed there until at closing, which is nine o'clock. On the walk home, it was freaking freezing. And uh, I had to carry my laptop and I carried a bottle of water. I bought a new bottle of water because try to avoid drinking the tap water here. Some of the locals do drink the tap water, but I've heard from some people, eh, you want to avoid it. But then again, if you drink the bottled water, maybe you're getting all the, the so-called BPA. I mean, you really can't win, can you? Unless, unless you're catching your own rainwater and or purifying through some kind of reverse osmosis. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some of you who are drinking very clean water. But for those of us who haven't invested in a reverse osmosis uh, filtration system or don't have rainwater tanks, our options are a little bit more limited, aren't they? So anyway, I'm carrying my laptop in one hand, my laptop bag, carrying my water in the other in the other hand. And uh, yeah, by the time I got home, my hands were very cold. Because <laughs> I didn't take my gloves with me, so I'm not making that mistake again. Actually, it almost got to the stage where it was painful. Like, not just cold, but actually sort of, ouch. Had to stop and warm my hands up at one point. It was very, uh, yeah. So I don't know what it is out there. It must be zero. It was snowing a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine from Australia some time ago. At that, in fact, it was some time ago because it was winter where they are, actually. So we're talking a few months ago now. I don't talk to people on the phone very often, which some of you guys might find hard to believe. Like, you hear me doing these live streams and making videos, and you just hear me gas bagging on, don't you? You must think I talk all the time. Actually, in real life, if I'm not recording anything, I don't talk very much, especially when I'm sober. If I'm sober, I just sit there and watch the sports ball or whatever. I, I take it very easy. don't really talk to people very often. I don't feel compelled to do so. But every now and then, I'll call people back home, and I was chatting with a friend of mine who's living in Sydney these days. I was chatting with him one time and I was like, you know, how are things blah blah blah? And he says to me, man, it's been a bit depressing lately. The weather's been very poor. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's been wet, it's been cold. I'm like, how cold's it been? This is in Sydney, mind you. And I think he said something to me like, what did he say, 12 degrees or 14 degrees? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds really cold. That's terrible. I don't know how you guys are surviving in that kind of weather. I used to be in Australia. I am an Australian, of course. I used to live there and yeah, I used to think that. I used to think that if we got down to like 10 degrees, that was cold. You know what I mean? I'd never really lived through a proper winter, had I? A proper winter. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's why it's easy for me to forget to take my gloves with me when I go to the cafe. But I've learnt my lesson. I've got my gloves sitting right there on the couch next to the door. So next time I leave this place, take my gloves with me. So you're not quite Antarctica, but sometimes I think it might as well be. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right. We also have got a live stream chat. Lots of people. Gigi Abilin says, good for you, John, with you in that. Not a flat earther, but a baller skeptic. Yes, Gigi Abilin. The thing is, some people are very happy with their belief that we live in a, we live on a giant spinning ball hurtling around the sun. They're happy, they're happy believing that. In their mind, the reason why you see a sunset is because the earth is, is rotating on its axis. And so it makes it look like the sun is going around. And the reason why the moon seems to be going around is for a very similar reason, because the earth is rotating on its axis. And they're quite happy believing this. And they believe that there is this thing called outer space. And we are these infinitesimally small little creatures in a, in the infinite vastness of the universe. And they're happy believing that. And I'm happy for them to believe that. I used to believe that myself, as a matter of fact. I went through the same brainwashing indoctrination as everybody else. So I used to believe this. Don't you worry about that. And I think I was happy enough back then. 
I think I was a pretty happy person back then when I believed this stuff. I don't know. It's hard to compare, but I don't think I was any less happy than I am now. So let them believe it. And on the other hand, you've got people who are like, nah, it's a flat, it's a, we live on a flat earth, Shelby. It's flat. It's flat earth. Flat earth all the way, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's cool if you believe that. Whatever makes you happy. I like to believe these celebrities don't really die and they're in fact retired and uh, nobody died, nobody got hurt. Makes me feel a lot better, doesn't it? Ms. L says, so was he retired to the extra land that we plebes don't know about? You know, I like that theory. I like the theory that there's some land mass out there that we don't know about, but that somebody does and it's like some kind of retreat for the celebrities, the billionaires, the people who run the show to hang out. I like that. I like that theory. Now, some people will say, oh, but JLB, don't you know what they do on that island? Oh, no, if that island exists, they're doing all of these. I'm like, okay, I know what you're about to say, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear those stories, okay? Because firstly, you don't know if they're true. You're choosing to believe that story. And I don't want you putting these yucky ideas in my head, okay? You can believe whatever you want, but don't be putting that nonsense in my head, all right? Nobody died, nobody got hurt, nobody got molested on some fake island that may or may not exist, okay? That's what I want to believe. Alrighty. King TL says, weird guess, he, as in Chris Cornell, he was in the group Nothing to See Here with Avicii. Hmm. Uh, somebody's talking about remote viewers. You know remote viewing? That's a very popular thing these days, isn't it? Sorry, folks, for the dead air. I'm just going through the live stream chat comments. Thanks, everybody, for coming out, leaving their comments and questions. What else have we got in there? Giggy Abilin says, So glad I cancelled my Netflix and that I didn't see this. Do you mean 15 million merits? Look, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. Actually, I've watched it twice now, and I probably will watch it again for my own reasons. The reason why I say that Black Mirror is depressing is because the episodes that I've seen, generally speaking, are depressing. I'll give you an example. In fact, I think I spoke about this in a recent episode, so I won't belabor it, but basically... You've got this woman, she wants to improve her social credit score, so she follows all the rules and has all these fake friends. Then things start going wrong and her life spirals out of control and she loses all of her social credit and now she's just a schmo, she's a bum. And that's the end of the episode, is I'm going to try and procure a very long Ethernet cable to connect from upstairs where the router is to down here where the laptop is. And if that doesn't work... I might have to just do these shows from upstairs from now on. I've got a two-bedroom place. I can just use the second bedroom as my studio. That'd be kind of cool. Why not? Could be fun, actually. Build my own little studio up in the spare room. Why not? Hmm. Anyhow, is it over? Oh, no. Have we been Have we been cut off? Am I talking to myself here? Oh, this is a disaster. Are we back? Oh, we're back. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to... I'm going to fix this by next week. I'm going to fix this by next week. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap the show up because there's no point me talking if I could be talking to myself. There are links in the show notes below to my chat with Crazy Dave J and with Human Vibration, both available for free at johnlebon.com. And I'll put links to the first episode of this series and the second episode. And we'll be back next week from, let me think, 11 p.m. local, which for you guys is 4 p.m. on the US East Coast. It's 8 a.m. On, on a Wednesday. So 8 a.m. Wednesday for Australians on the East Coast. 4 p.m. Tuesday afternoon for Americans. And in the evening for us here in Europe. 
in my case, beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. So a big thanks to all the people who came out in the live stream chat. Thank you for your patience putting up the live stream buffering. As I said, I'll try and get that addressed one way or another by next week. And you can listen to these episodes on delay on MP3. I will get a Bonver- not a Bonversations, a Conspiracy No Poll website up and running before long, sooner rather than later. But for now, you can find the MP3s at johnlebon.com. Of course, available entirely for free. So did everything that I just say come out clear? Live stream chat, let me know. It looks like the audience is coming back. Are we coming back? Man, what a disaster. Are we back? Um, let's see. Uh, it says it says we're back. Still, even if it's one day different, that's still to me quite a coincidence. Benton says, "Is it over?" Well, I have to. It's frustrating when you're talking into a microphone and you don't even know if if it's being streamed, and uh, it's, it must be frustrating for you, the listeners, as well. So, I'm going to cut this one a bit short tonight. But we'll be back next week, like I said, same time, same place. Mumbu Sons says, good to hear you, Jabi. Thank you very much, Mumbu Sons from Kentucky. Jow says that we can hear you. Gigi Abilin says, thank you so much, John. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for the comments coming through. I'll read a, just read a couple more of the comments that were left on the Conspiracy No poll. He was talking about the glass shot. I got a bit distracted there. So thank you, What the Nothing Works, for their comment. What are some other major theories that were put out there on this particular No poll subreddit thread? Communist Takeover says, I'm starting to doubt the mainstream Michael Jackson story since media just loves to ignore the real PEDO rings. Plus, I think he was really trying to say something here. And I'm guessing that he links to that video, that song with some very conspicuous lyrics by Michael Jackson. And since this is a conspiracy sub, there is a large eye drawn on the wall at one minute and seven seconds. Interesting, yes, the Michael Jackson one. Did Michael Jackson really do anything wrong? I want to believe that he didn't. I want to believe that he did nothing wrong. Let's see, another reply says, How do celebrities lose all that weight? That's interesting. Do some celebrities lose weight so fast that it makes you think, Are they on a certain substance or two? Is it just personal training and dieting, or is there more going on? Interesting question. Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. It says, Killy Cat's Foil Hats. Killy Cat's foil hats. Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. You know, another person who believes that is my truth uncle, Dave J. I'll link to my conversation with him in the show notes below, and that'll give you something to listen to between now and next week when we come back for episode four of this particular series. Tin Foil Hat 14 says that he likes the theory, or she likes the theory, could be one of uh, either of them, that Keanu Reeves is immortal. Yes, he does. He ages very gracefully, doesn't he? Old Keanu Reeves. Cons- Company Substantial 92 says the biggest one of all, Anthony Bourdain suicided by a red scarf on a doorknob. Yes, some people think that Anthony Bourdain is, uh, didn't really kill himself. Was he knocked off because he was telling too many truths? Oh, yeah, JLB. Anthony Bourdain was going to spill the beans on the PEDO rings on that island that nobody knows about and isn't on the maps. I heard it on QAnon. Goodness gracious me. All right, Brittany Murphy faked her own death to become Lady Gaga. Well, so who's Brittany Murphy? I have no idea who that is. Who the hell is Brittany Murphy? And is she also Amy Winehouse? Now, and that particular comment came from uh, I am Borat, very excited. That's another funny username, I like that. 
The next username is Metal Butterfly. Their response is also Brittany Murphy, her husband and mum. Brittany Murphy, I should say, her husband and mum. The whole thing was, I don't know, kind of weird. Who the hell is Brittany Murphy, folks? Brittany Murphy. Well, let's find out. Let's paste and go Brittany Murphy. Brittany Ann Murphy Monjack from 1977 to 2009, so she was 32 when she allegedly passed away, was an American actress and singer. Born in Atlanta, Murphy moved to LA as a teenager and pursued a career in acting. She featured in Clueless, Freeway, and Bongwater. What? There's a movie called Bongwater. And the artwork for it is a female backside wearing a short denim, some short denim shorts, some high-cut denim shorts. Stars Luke Wilson, Alicia Witt, Jack Black, Brittany Murphy, Amy Locane, Jamie Kennedy, and Andy Dick. This is from 1998, when I would have been about 10 years old. Bong Water is an American black comedy film. Follows an aspiring artist and marijuana dealer. So, like, Bong Water was the stoner film before uh, Seth Rogen came along, basically. Don't you love it how they've helped to normalize uh, weed abuse, like daily weed use, through these comedy films? Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Go to the movie and laugh at these funny actors who smoke weed all day. Ha-ha, uh-huh, smoking weed every day is totally normal. Yeah, yeah, it's totally normal. In fact, it's good for you. All the cool actors do it. They even make movies about it, yeah. Oh, come on, JLB. Weed is a medicine. I need my weed to help. Yeah, well, I'm not... Listen, I like to drink alcohol, which is definitely not good for you. And, and arguably, it's worse for you than weed, so I'm not here to judge anybody. But can you imagine if Hollywood had a whole bunch of their cool, funny actors... And there were movies just about getting drunk, making your own alcohol, the hijinks of being drunk. And it wasn't just one movie, it was just constantly, a constant theme of people just getting drunk all the time. Do you think some people would be like, hey, have you noticed how all these movies, like instead of being called Bong Water, they called it, I don't know, uh, Still Water, you know, and the movie's about some guy with his own distillery at home. Yeah, his own liquor still. And it's all the hijinks of him and his mates making alcohol. Now, there probably are some movies like that. But imagine if it was movie after movie coming out and it was Seth Rogen and all of his so-called comedian friends in every movie. Ha, 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 you know, we're drunks. So we get drunk all the time. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Here you go, idiot masses. Laugh along. It's so funny. People getting drunk from from morning till evening. Yeah, you'd be like, well, this there might be an agenda behind that, folks. Oh, but when they do it with weed, oh, no, it's totally cool, totally funny. Totally not an agenda behind this. And the government, who you know you can't trust, they just happen to be legalizing this stuff all over the country and across the Western world. Oh, well, we can't trust them on the GBJs and the Invisible Body Possessing Demons, but I think we can trust them on the legalized herb, JLB. I know lots of people. There's so I know lawyers and doctors who like to smoke weed, and they're totally successful, so weed doesn't have a deleterious effect on your lifestyle, JLB. You've been watching too much propaganda from school, JLB. Yeah, whatever. I'll tell you what. Where was I? Probably just lost half the audience. <laughs> probably, probably just lost half my audience from that little, uh, from that little ramble. All right, where was I? 
Oh, Laurie Gale's in the house. She says, hello, Chubby. Glad to see you about. Yes? I'm still here, Laurie Gale. Are you still mixing? Let me know, Laurie Gale. Are you still mixing with the Flat Earthers, who we knew mutually back in 2015, 16? You're still bouncing around with the Flat Earth. Do they even still exist, Laurie Gale? Is there still a Flat Earth scene? I honestly don't know. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I'm better off not knowing. Might be better off not knowing the answer to that question. All right. Am I still streaming or have we lost them again? No, we're still there. That's the way. All righty. So... Balsanya310 says Courtney Love had Kurt Cobain killed. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to make these kinds of comments, why not provide some reasoning for your claim? Because that is a, that's a very full, I mean, that, that is a very defamatory claim, isn't it? It's a claim that someone had their boyfriend or husband, whatever they were, murdered. Why would you post that on the internet? if you didn't have some evidence for it. Unless you were just taking the piss, which they might be. Maybe Bell Senior 310 is taking the piss. The detective Tom Grant that Courtney Love employed agreed that she killed Kurt Cobain, says Gertrude the Circus. No, Gertrude the Curious. I didn't know that. Interesting. Judith Barcy death, another child actress. There seems to be quite a fascination with celebrity deaths among these. Have you noticed that, folks? People love death stories. There's lots of conspiracies that don't involve death, but those seem to be the most popular ones, don't they? It involves death. People love death conspiracies. Lee Michelle can't read. I don't know who Lee Michelle is. Let's Google that one. If I had this um, chat GPT bot, if I had an account, which I don't, but if I did, I would say, Dear chat GPT, is it true that Lee Michelle can't read? But instead, let's Google it. Let's take a look. Leah Michelle, Michelle Safati, Safati is an American actress, singer, songwriter, and author. She was born a year before me. Now, that's a very strange-looking uh, character. Uh, she appeared in Les Miserables, Ragtime, Fiddler on the Roof, Spring Awakening, well, she acted on Broadway, so she must be a decent actor, you would think. From from what I can gather, it takes more talent to make it on Broadway than it does on uh, in Hollywood. Although I have, what do I? I could be totally wrong about that. What do I know about acting? I don't know anything. But my understanding is that you need to be more talented there. But I could be wrong. She's won an Emmy, or she's been uh, nominated for a Golden Globe, or something like this. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, straight up with you guys. I've never heard of this person in my life. Don't know who she is. There she is at the San Diego Comic Con in 2015. Yeah, I... How do people... Oh, she was in... Oh, she was in that um, popular TV show, was she? Was it called Glee? Is it Glee? Is that what they said? Ooh, she says that she was inspired by Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Well, that was the first album that I ever bought. And it was on cassette. I didn't have a CD player at the time. And, uh, yeah, Jagged Little Pill was huge back when I was a young person, back in, must have been in grade uh, four at the time. So what was that, 1996 or 1995, thereabouts, mid-90s? Jagged Little Pill, what year did that come out? 95, there you go, June 13, 95. Quite a few smash hits off Jagged Little Pill from Alanis Morissette. She would later play a lesbian character in Sex in the City, if memory serves. Boy, am I showing my age right now. So was she in this um, 
Leah Michelle character. Was she in Glee? Is that the... Because I know that was very popular. Very popular TV show. Was it a TV show? I think it was a TV show. Yeah, it was a musical comedy drama series. Well, okay, so that's how she had her mainstream success in Glee. I've never seen an episode of Glee, and I don't think I ever will. And somehow I don't think my life will be the, the poorer for it. Somehow, that's my suspicion. All right, let's go back to the no poll comments. Practical Cold 757 says, Wacko Jacko was absolutely not a P-E-D-O. He was absolutely not one. Princess Diana was killed by MI6, and the innocent always pay for the crimes of the guilty. MI6. Well, B84 says that Amy Winehouse's character was killed off in time for a transition into Lady Gaga. Mr. Marmo says Miley Cyrus is supposedly not the same person that was Hannah Montana. She's buried. She's she's buried in the California desert, and the new one was premiered at the 2015 MTV Musical Awards with Robin Thicke. Sorry, no source. This is from a 4chan thread that I'll never see again. Some of these people have to be taking the piss, don't they? Some of them have to be. Uh, Lurking and Stuff says, Has everyone already forgotten Kevin Spacey's Let Me Be Frank videos? Should be one of the top comments, in my opinion. Mr. Clean says, uh, This is Mr. Clean 1983, says, All actors on TV. An interview on the news is no different than playing a role in a movie. How many of these characters you mentioned actually play several other characters on TV? B-Stream lists a bunch of dot points, which we'll come to in just a moment. First, let's go and check the live stream chat, see if they're still there. Am I even still on? Is this thing still on? Let's have a look. Cubstar says, weed changed a lot over the last 20 years. That could be possible. I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't it surprise me if the stuff that people are smoking now is effectively genetically modified? And it wouldn't surprise me if there's a whole bunch of people who are like, GM crops are bad, GM crops are bad. And then next thing later you hear all this um, bubbling through water. GM crops are bad, you know. And, and this is what they do with their time. Smoking GM weed while saying that GM crops are bad. That wouldn't surprise me, folks. I'm not saying it's the case. I, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. We live in a strange time, folks. What a time to be alive, as I always say. Mum with Sun says, no worries, be happy, eat bugs, own nothing. Well, no worries. I like to think of. I'm generally not too worried a person. Generally. But we all like to think that, don't we? Be happy. I'm not. I could be a lot happier. I need to work on that. Eat bugs. Well, I've told this story before. When I was in Vietnam, I did eat some bugs. Yeah, they're okay. Own nothing. I'm close enough. I'm close enough. The most expensive thing I own is this laptop, and it's six years old. And it only costs like... Probably a thousand US dollars when I bought it. Probably fourteen hundred Australian dollars, thirteen hundred. And that was six years ago, so it's probably worth nothing now. Not even worth the the metal that's inside of it to melt it down. <laughs> so I, I do already practically own uh, close enough to nothing. That's not a big deal for me at this point. At this point, you know what I'm trying to say. Then again, what if I had a wife and kids, and the kids wanted lots of toys, and the wife wanted lots of clothes, and ceramic plates, and cutlery, and a hutch, and matching curtains, and all kinds of stuff. Then I'd probably need to own a lot of stuff, wouldn't I? If I wanted a wife and kids. But since I don't have or want any of those things, I can get by on earning very little, can't I? Yes, indeed. 
Not that I'm saying this is the ideal lifestyle, folks. I think there are some people with who are married with kids and they're much happier than me. So I'm not saying that my lifestyle is the, the one that you want to go for. No siree, Bob. It's just the way things have panned out. Laurie Gale says, in response to my question about the Flat Earthers, not at all, JLB. I doubt they are still around. Man, that would be interesting. I should set aside a day or two to, to get the bottom of this. Is there still a Flat Earth scene? Like, do they still have conferences? Do they still have their own... Like, I'm guessing Nathan Oakley still does his um, Flat Earth debates. You know what? That shouldn't be too hard to find out. Let's type in Flat Earth Debates Nathan Oakley. Is he still doing his Flat Earth Debates, I ponder? Let's have a look here. Flat Earth. I mean, Google searching is just terrible these days, isn't it? It really is a disaster. Uh, There has been some inaccuracies about me and the station around trying to set up a debate with Nathan Oakley. Um, what if I just want Nathan Oakley's channel though? Like, you used to be able to just Google or YouTube search stuff and it would come up with people's channels. These days, it's not quite so straightforward, is it? Right, here we go. I found his channel. Thank you. Now, is he still mm-hmm. doing Flat Earth Debates? Flat Earth Debate number 1,808. Well, it would appear that he is, that was from nine days ago. He used to do them daily. I guess he's doing them once a week these days. So there must still be at least a few people watching. He's getting 1.3 thousand views to that, so... That's still some... Some audience, I guess. Man, the Flat Earth... Remember when people used to say... It's going to go from 5% to 95% overnight. Yeah, and this is David Weiss talking about... How the Flat Earth was going to suddenly go mainstream and... Well, what do we need? A critical mass. We're going to reach a tipping point, he would say... This is what a lot of people believe, not just David Weiss. I'm not, pick, trying to pick on him. I'm not trying to pick on him particularly. I'm just saying he's the one that I remember because he kept on saying, it's going to go from 5% to 95% overnight. And there were people who believed that. They were like, oh, yeah, we're the fringe right now. Like, everyone thinks we're crazy now, but eventually everyone's going to see the truth that we were right all along. And I was like, guys, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Do you really believe... That at any point in your lifetime, the majority of people are going to stop believing in heliocentrism. And some of these people, I think we're being serious. And now, I mean, look at it. What a disaster. What a complete disaster. I still don't regret the ball that's hit the ground table. Uh, Because a lot of good things came out of that for me personally, for other people as well. And I learned a lot from that. But I wish I knew then what I know now. How I would do things differently. My goodness gracious me. How I would do things differently. If only I knew that this psychological operation, as some people... I'm not saying that I believe it was a psychological operation. I'm not saying that. I'm open to it though. But whatever it was, it came and it went, didn't it? For the most part. If only I knew then what I know now, folks... But I'll tell you what I did know already. This idea of a tipping point, a critical mass. I understand that it appeals to people. Because people want to believe that they're part of the team that's going to win. And then their numbers... I understand the, the psychology behind it. I get it. But I didn't fall for that back in 2015. And the people who did, hopefully they've learned their lessons from that. Hopefully. I had people telling me they're going to take down NASA. This is dead set what certain people were saying back then. I'm not going to name any names. Bob Nodal, Jeronism. 
they were claiming that they're going to take down NASA. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you guys talking about? I started going into John McEnroe mode. You cannot be serious. You cannot. Shouldn't yell, I'm in an apartment complex and people might be able to hear me. You cannot be serious, folks. Taking down NASA? I don't know what strains of the wacky tobacco you guys are smoking, but anyone who ever believed that. You were not in the right headspace at the time, and I can only hope and pray that since then you've learnt. You've realised where you went wrong, why you went wrong, and you've put in place practices or habits to stop you from doing it again. Because that is utter lunacy, folks. And anybody who tells you that anybody's going to take down NASA, or that the truth is ever going to go mainstream, or that it's ever going to go from 95%, from 5% to 95%, I should say. Anybody who tells you that, they may believe it, they may not, that doesn't matter. What matters is if you believe them, you've got some serious issues, folks. Some serious issues. But in saying all of that, if it makes you happy to believe complete and utter nonsense about the future, and never worrying that you're wrong about the future, about it going mainstream and a critical mass. As long as you're happy, that's the main thing. Okay, that's the main thing. So don't let anything I'm saying take away from your belief that people are going to wake up. Because I hear this all the time, folks, even from smart people, seemingly smart people. Oh, people are waking up, Charlie. People are waking up. People are waking up, don't you know? And I'm like, no, I don't know that. In fact, I know the opposite. People are not waking up. If anything, the number of people who are aware of media fakery is shrinking. By the year. Okay? By the year. So, those of us who know that nobody died, nobody got hurt, those of us who are open to the idea that history may have been faked, the wars may be fabricated, or at least embellished very heavily, those of us who are onto these things, there's no mass movement growing. There's no surge in popularity. The best times have come and gone, folks. They've come and gone in terms of the peak popularity. Back in 2015, 16, you could live stream about whatever you wanted, get thousands of views on a video, get top billing in a YouTube search for a certain event. Somebody like me could get a video and get 700,000 views plus possibly millions before they pull that video down. Not going to happen these days, folks. Those days are over. And every year there's a new batch of well-meaning utter morons coming through the education system who truly believe that if somebody uses the wrong pronoun when addressing somebody else they've created, they've caused a very serious problem in aggression and should be penalized for it, possibly even deplatformed if they've done it intentionally. Okay? Now, you might think, oh, JLB, that's, it's not really that bad at the schools. I think it is actually that bad at a lot of the schools, maybe not all of them. Just give it time, folks, and don't you worry. There are ways around this, such as getting the hell out of the Western, uh, Western, the Western world. Get the hell out of there if you can. That kind of nonsense would not fly in here in Eastern Europe. Not for now. We might have 10 years, 20 years, 30 years until this nonsense makes its way here. Maybe in 50 years, I don't know. But we'll at least, we'll at least be the last ones to fall as far as, uh, as far as the, the white slash European derivative world is concerned. We'll be the last here in Eastern Europe, I would like to think. Here, the men are still men, the women are still women, the boys are boys, and the girls are girls. There's none of this rainbow flag nonsense. Which isn't to say there's no gay people here. There are. I've met a couple of them. 
So there are that. And nobody bashes them. There's no, it's not like that. It's not like that. But if someone walked around expecting other people to call them a man and they were a woman, I don't think they're going to get very far with that. Just quietly. That's my suspicion. Haven't seen that yet. Don't think I'm going to see it. Not for a while. But my point is, these kids were being brainwashed within an inch, to within an inch of their sanity. Uh, coming out of schools right now, coming out of these uh, brainwashing factories. If you think any of them is ever going to wake up to anything, I want to say that I admire your quote-unquote optimism, but it's not really optimism. It's delusion. You are deluded. These poor youngsters have no chance. Now, maybe there might be the occasional exception, but they're not going to make up for the numbers of people who are lost due to old age or to sometimes people just get over media fakery and these similar topics. The, the numbers are going to dwindle, folks. Now, you might see subreddits like Conspiracy No Poll, where the, sub, where the subscriptions keeps going up. It's up to 60,000. Or the main conspiracy sub. I think it's up to like almost 2 million now. So, yeah, you will see those kinds of metrics going up, but that is not proof that people are waking up. Just read the comments that are being left there. Okay? Just read the comments that are being left. People are not waking up. At best, you could argue that the quote-unquote Overton window has been shifted a little bit. That's the best argument you can make. And even that, so what? So what? Okay? So what? So I guess the point of my story is you guys can believe whatever you want, but people are not waking up. No, they're not. That's just a load of nonsense. And nobody is taking down NASA. Nobody. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Period. Doesn't matter if Kyrie Irving comes out and says that the Earth is definitely flat. Doesn't matter if one of the Logan Paul brothers comes out and says, I'm going to a Flat Earth conference. Doesn't matter if Madonna tweets that the Kabbalah has shown her that we in fact live on a stationary plane. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Within a week, people will have moved on to the next media story. And that's that. And that's all they can possibly be. That's how it is, folks. That's how it is. That is the state of things today. And you have meddled with the forces of evil, Mr. Beale. Alrighty. Let's see some more comments. 40 people watching live around the world. Yeah, yeah, boy. Somebody says that Rush Limbaugh is Morrison. That's interesting. Let's see. Somebody says, where are you now, JLB? Where are you now? I ask myself that question every day. Where are you now? Was it all just a fantasy? Were you only imagining? Under the sea. All right, where are we? Let's have a look. Where are you currently, JLB? asked Larry Gale. I'm in a little place called Plovdiv, Bulgaria. It's a little town. Well, it's a city. It's officially a city. Cute little city in the middle of Bulgaria. About a two-hour drive from the capital... Sofia, and about a four-hour drive, if memory serves, to the Black Sea, which is on the east coast, and just a couple of hours to Greece, which is in the on our southern border, and just about, uh, I think I've been told, six or seven hours drive to Turkey, which is in the southeast from where I am, so or east-southeast, you should say. So that's where I'm located, a crazy little country. The people here are very mild-mannered, relatively quiet, very uh, peaceful people, from what I can tell. Pleasant people as well. Cold, of course. They're cold as the Balkans. They're cold and they're not going to pretend to be your friend. They're not going to pretend to be happy to see you. In fact, you can walk into a store and don't be surprised if whoever's working, if they're on their smartphone and they see you, they're like, because <sighs> now they have to work. The work ethic here is not quite what you'd expect in uh, certain more 
shall we say, Western countries, that's more diplomatic, they're not going to pretend to be happy to see you. Now, they might be happy to see you if you're a regular customer or something, maybe. But if they don't know you, if you're just walking into somewhere new, they're probably not going to pretend to be your friend. That's how people here don't pretend to be people's friends here. They just, they don't really smile very much. They, uh, unless they know you and then they're actually very friendly people. But if, but if you're new here and you're just walking around, you think, man, something bad must have happened here because people don't seem very happy. That is the impression that you might get. But once you get to know the place better, you realize it's actually a wonderful place, wonderful people, very honest, decent people. Honest, decent people here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. They speak this funny language called Bulgarian as well. Difficult to learn. Trust me, I'm trying. DRECVR6 says, Yo, JLB. Mum with Sun says, The wake-up window is closing fast. Dees Nataz says, Dead Set is a great album by Aussie band King Parrot. They sound like the vocalist of ACDC, fronting a thrash metal band. Well, I have to confess I'm... Not particularly well-versed in the genre of music known as thrash metal. Don't pretend to know a great deal about it. Gigi Abilin says that she left because she thought I was ending. Well, I was meant to be, but then I just got carried away monologuing. I tend to do that sometimes. But I will wrap it up in five minutes. So get your final comments, I want to say. Get your final comments coming through. And I'll read them out as we close up the show. Today we've been speaking about this crazy theory from Dave. Crazy Dave J. Take a look at this. Did not die. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. That sacrifice was an in-name only, and that sacrifice was to get something, and that something was to become a star. Hmm. Very interesting. We've spoken a little bit about Flat Earth and what happened to that so-called scene. I did mention there's a couple of episodes from this series already available as both the video slash live stream and as the MP3 with the dead air cut out, which will be the case again for this episode and every episode going forward. And I try my best to read out what's on the screen. So if you do listen as an MP3, you're not going to miss too much important information. And I personally prefer MP3 over videos. I don't really watch many videos these days. I prefer to walk around and listen to MP3s. So there's two episodes already, plus this one. The first episode was about why do the normies try and pressure the non-normies into watching TV, enjoying TV? Why are they such big TV fans, the normies? The second episode was on fringe theories. How do you share your fringe theories with the normies? Should you share those theories with the normies? Is that the right thing to do? And we got a couple of comments on that. I want to read them out right now. One comes to us from Apoc Shaker. Let's just go back here. Apoc Shaker. There we go. Apoc Shaker. This is in regards to the Novak Djokovic hitting the lion lady at the US Open a few years ago. He says, I agree that hitting a lion judge square in the throat, live on cue in one take, in front of a crowd of 20,000 fans at a stadium would be nearly impossible, even for ace marksmen like Djokovic. However, you may remember that the 2020 US Open was a unique event like no other before it or since, in which no spectators were allowed in the stadium, other than a select handful of insiders, with simulated applause inserted between points. A quote-unquote closed-set environment, perhaps, lending itself to some otherwise impossible staged shenanigans so what he's suggesting here is that this Novak Djokovic uh, event a few years ago where he hit a ball the ball hit the line lady Djokovic got disqualified in the background was a 1-1-3 miles per hour on the speed gun and of course 1-1-3 the 11th of March is when the coronavirus was officially characterized as a pandemic and there's a whole bunch of other 1-1-3-6 as well he's suggesting that 
maybe Novak could have done that on cue because there was no uh, crowd there. It's maybe more like a TV set than it is an actual sports game. Interesting perspective. Thank you, Epoch Shaker. And Jay Dog wrote, I love the Conspiracy No Poll shows. Great format, and I've got something to check in for every Tuesday. Thanks for all your endeavors. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, J Dog. I appreciate that comment. And I do plan to keep doing these for the foreseeable future. I want to get to at least a dozen of these. At least a dozen. Those of you who followed my work for many years will know that I, I like to do seasons of a dozen. Sometimes the seasons go longer than that, but once I get to a dozen, I can reassess, is this part working? Is this part not working? Is the time working? Is this particular flow of the show working? Am I reading too many comments in this case, or am I not reading enough comments? Is it well-structured enough? Is it not? I can reassess it after the sample size of about 10 or 12 episodes. So for at least the new text, uh, the next two months, folks, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, U.S. Eastern, 8 a.m. Wednesday morning on an, an Australian Eastern time zone, and of course, late in the evening here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, we'll be doing these shows, and I'll be reading out one particular thread each week from Conspiracy No Poll. I will read the OP, and then I'll read the comments and the replies, as many as I can, plus I'll read your comments and your questions from the live stream chat, and hopefully, over time, we can build this show up to be something that everybody looks forward to on a Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, as the case may be. It can be part of your regular weekly routine. It'll be part of mine, of course, every Tuesday. And hopefully you can be part of your routine as well. So let's read the final comments. To those of you who did leave comments, in fact, let me just read Beastream's comment. Uh, this is from Conspiracy Nopal. He wrote, these are some of his favorite celebrity death theories, or celebrity conspiracy theories, I should say. And he puts them in dot point format. There's about a dozen of them. He says, Tupac faked his death. Notorious big drama. I don't know. Who, uh, Notorious big is one of those rappers, I guess, but I don't really know anything about that. David Carradine strangle fetish suicide. I don't think I want to know about that. Michael Hutchins hung himself. I'm noticing a weird pattern here, Beastream, in your suggestions here. Agatha Christie disappearance. I don't know who that is. Arthur Conan Doyle committed an unsolved crime. OJ Simpson, JFK, RFK. Prince Andrew, Queen Mum announced dead too early as a cover-up. Wow, there's lots of stuff in here, folks. I recommend you go and check out this particular thread. A link in the info box below. You can comment on this thread, you can comment on the other threads, you can post your own threads. You'll get a discussion, you'll get comments from people all around the world who like to leave their thoughts, share their thoughts, discuss things over on the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit. So we spoke about that. We spoke about Dave McGowan and the Laurel Canyon thing. I really should read that book. I spoke about Conspiracy No Pulse more broadly. There's about 59,330 subscribers there at the moment. And you can join them. It's free to join Reddit. It's free to subscribe to different subreddits. It's all very straightforward. And to just to give you an idea of some of the threads that are popular right now, let's go and take a look at the front page. The top or the newest thread is, do the government and or media ever embellish the severity of natural disasters? Less than idiom used to think so. 5G and the space fence is another thread. What is your opinion on Ice Age Farmer? It's being reported that he has gone dark. Did you ever fall for the paid shills meme? If so, how did you snap out of it? Why did the mainstream media change the pronunciation of Kiev one year ago? Voice of God weapon mind control invisible torture? Do you think people are still capable of unifying or are we too far gone? Now, some of these have anywhere from 50 to 100 plus replies. Some of them have like this nuclear weapons conspiracy that only has two replies. This one has 80, 96, 101. 
3, 8, 107, 32. So you see some threads are more popular than others. You can just try to put your idea there and see if people respond to it or not. Oftentimes they do. And Conspiracy Notepile, if you haven't checked it out, I do recommend you go and do that. So let's get rid of that particular link. I spoke about 15 million credits, this idea from this particular episode of Black Mirror that there's a dude and he says, you know what, I'm going to put it all on the line. I'm going to go on there on national TV and I'm going to say to everyone the truth of the matter. And I know what's going to happen after that. In fact, they even asked him, what's your plan now? He's like, I don't really have a plan at this point. And an old mate, I think that's what happened in the episode, an old mate's like, you know what, that was bloody brilliant. A lot of us have thought similar thoughts. We're going to give you a contract and you can speak the truth for two or three days a week. And so he takes the contract and next thing, he's speaking his truth from his room to a computer, to an audience of people who agree or just want to hear someone speak these kinds of things. And his reward is a much better box to live in, a much better house to live in. Very interesting uh, episode. Uh, I wonder if that will ever come to pass with somebody in real life. Who knows? Brittany Murphy, never heard of her until today. Lee Michelle, never heard of her till today. Jagged Little Pill, great album back in the day. How does that song go? How's the lyrics go? Uh, I'm lost but I'm hopeful, baby. And what it all boils down to is that I haven't got it all figured out just yet. I wonder if she wrote her own music. I wonder if she even exists. Was she replaced? We spoke about Crazy Dave J. I mentioned the previous episodes. I did mention as well Bonversations, folks. You want to hear a good one-on-one conversation between myself and Crazy Dave J? Go and check that link in the info box below. And my chat with Human Vibration. Go and check the link in the info box below, available publicly right now. Go and check those out. We spoke about the Jumpin' ARMC event and so much more. So, final comments coming through on the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. Wardman Chris says, I love Dave J's conviction. Diaz Nataz says, Black Mirror episode number two. That's right. 15 million credits. Well, thank you, everyone. It is now one o'clock local time. Time for me to switch off. I do apologize once again for those technical issues. I'll try and get those sorted out in time for next episode. Even if it means buying a 20-meter Ethernet cable and running it from my upstairs down here. Even if it means streaming these from my backup bedroom, my spare bedroom, I can turn it into a studio. What I could even do is, if I really feel like it, I could find some way to like get the banner from my website turned into like uh, some kind of, um, almost like a curtain or something that I could drape behind myself and then just go on camera. Like have like a little, <laughs> have like a little studio set up with the, you know, the JLB, the JohnLeBond.com banner with all the different characters and uh, personalities and what have you, that are all in a collage. I could, like, that wouldn't cost much, would it? Maybe a couple hundred bucks to get someone to print that for me, like a massive banner, and and do this from, like, a little mini studio upstairs. I could do that. Why shouldn't I? I should. Oh, but I, then again, this is meant to be the no-poll. I can do that for John LeBond content. What I can do is get, like, a no-poll banner done and stream like that. Something to think about anyway. But, yeah, I'll try and make sure that these technical issues don't happen again next week. Of course, if you've listened to this live, this will be available as an MP3 uh, from tomorrow. I release that the next day. I wake up, rip it to MP3, and then rip the video to MP3, and then clean up dead air, and then upload it as an MP3. So if you've enjoyed the MP3 today, remember we're doing this again next week live at that time that I mentioned earlier. And the MP3 will be available again, just as it was this week. And who knows, if you go to Conspiracy No Poll and put your threads there, you might it might even be your thread that is the focus of next week's topic. You never know. 
So thank you once again to all of the live stream commenters and questioners. I tried to read as many as I could. I think I got through most of them. I think I did. And thank you to the people who left their comments on the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit in question. I'm John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And you know what? I regret already that I got rid of that Dave J clip from uh, Entertainment Tonight or ET, whatever it's called. That was pretty funny. So no funny clip to go out with today. I am tempted to try and find that Donald Rumsfeld clip, though. I'm very tempted to see if I can find Donald Rumsfeld, uh, Bin Laden's Caves. Do you reckon we'll find it, folks? Bin Laden's Caves. Let's go out with this one. You used to be able to find it on YouTube. These days, can you can you still find it? No. Ah, that's a shame. I do have a copy on... Maybe if I go... Maybe if I go to... Hold on, is my... Why is that not coming up anymore? What's going on here? Hmm. Anyway. Maybe if I go to my... Files and go to my... Folder. Will it be in there? I've got all these different sound effects. Like, I've got, um... Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Who else have I got? I've got a Harley guy in there as well. I got Bush fool me once. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. What else have we got in here? We've got... I've got a clip from um, Human Vibration, actually. Check this out. I'm really suspicious of trees. I'm really suspicious of trees. Human Vibration is really suspicious of trees. That's a good one. What else have we got here? Dante. Well, of course, we've got Dante. This is a classic. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. I love that one. What else have we got? Oh, Bill Hicks. Shit, they're lying to us! Uh, yeah, i got a whole bunch of them. But can I find my clip of old mate Rumsfeld? Can I find Rumsfeld? Here it is. I've got it. All right. Now, the problem is, how do I play it? You guys won't be able to see this because uh, my streaming software is only coming through the, the Firefox, the web browser. But you'll be able to at least hear it. And what I'll try and do is fix it so that next week I can play this clip on video. This is just a one-minute clip. This has been like... This is this is a serious... I think... This is not a parody. This is not like Stephen Colbert or something. This is actually like a real news story. And it's Donald Rumsfeld talking about the underground bunkers that Bin Laden or Ikea have. And I forget the name of the TV presenter he's talking to, but he was pretty well known at the time. I think he's dead now. But he was like... In fact, I take that back. I don't know if he's dead. I shouldn't say that. Um, he might be. I don't know. It's from a long time ago. But the point is... In fact, is Rumsfeld dead as well? I can't remember anymore. Anyway, the point is, back then they were both alive. That's the important part here. And so this guy's going through this diagram that Rumsfeld has given him of these underground bunkers that have several layers of floors, of different rooms, telecommunications rooms, vehicles, holdings. It's just crazy. This is meant to be real. So, on February 7, 2023, Joby comes here from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. This has been Conspiracy No Poll Review number three. We'll be back next week, 4 p.m. U.S. on Tuesday, 8 a.m. Wednesday morning, Australian Eastern. The 4 p.m. is, of course, U.S. Eastern. 
And we'll do it all over again. Check out Conspiracy No Poll. Check those links in the show notes below. And take a look at Donald Rumsfeld. This is just full on. There was constant discussion about him hiding out in caves. And I think many times the American people have a perception that it's a little hole dug out of a side of a mountain. Oh, no. This is it. This is a fortress. Yes. A complex, multi-tiered, bedrooms and offices on the top, as you can see. Secret exits on the side and the end, and on the bottom. Cut deep to avoid thermal detection. A ventilation system to allow people to breathe and to carry on. The entrance is large enough to drive trucks and even tanks. Even computer systems and telephone systems. It's a very sophisticated operation. Oh, you bet. This is serious business. And, and there's not one of those. There are many of those. 